Hello and welcome. You're listening to Emmanuel Christian Center's podcast. Join us as we dive into our series, Pursuing Life. If you're looking for new direction this year, this series is for you. Choosing life is a fundamental decision that has a domino effect in every area of your story. Get ready. God is on the move. Oh, there are so many great stories going on in people in our church that uh, I get fired up just watching what God is doing in you. And, uh, and I know he's not done. God's going to do write some new stories, new chapters in our lives. And I hope that you are on the journey with us as we've been talking about in the Pursuing Life series last week. Not everybody was able to be with us. So if you haven't gotten one of these books, please get one of them. And they're booklets that are, are really intended to help you on your journey of pursuing life. You know, if you go to, to a gym and you get on a workout program, they put you on a program. Well, we want to put you on a program. Now, it's not that intense or anything, but we want you to be on a journey towards spiritual life. And we want you to go for all that God has available. And I encourage you to do that. And of course, you can get the booklets inside. There's a little uh, barcode that you can scan and, um, and then it'll take you right to a, a whole world of resources. We've got videos and training. You can start a group yourself with one or two people. Uh, you can do it in a coffee shop. You can do it uh, at home or you could do it online. But you can join a conversation or start a conversation. Uh, and I ho- hope th- th- that you're doing that. Now, I want to drive right into this week's message. Part two of Pursuing Life, Devoted in the Wild. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're in the wild. Life is a jungle, you know. Life has a way of twists and turns and unanticipated things going on. And, uh, you know, your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays aren't as calm as Sunday morning right now. There are twists and turns to life, things that you encounter that you didn't anticipate. It's a new story in the the wild of your life. And when it comes to your journey of pursuing the Lord, I recognize that God gives us a pathway to grow not only when things are like no weather or no bad things going on, but he helps us grow in every season of our stories. And I want to encourage you that you can go on the journey But you have to be intentional. If you're not intentional, if you're just winging it, if you're just trying, uh, it just is going to fall apart in the middle of your Tuesday, Thursday. Normal life has a way of knocking out our capacity to continue on what we dream of being and doing. That thing that we want to become. That was one of the questions last week that I, I challenged you to ask yourself, Who do I want to become? What do I want to be later on? And so in the development of your character and the pursuit of the fruit of the spirit and the desire to be used in the gifts of the spirit, to have ministry that changes lives around you, it's going to mean that you're going to have to be intentional about it. And if you don't, you're going to be, you know, like throughout time, I've I've, I've used the, the phrase, hey, I'm like an accordion. Anybody ever heard me say that? And then I had some people say, What's an accordion, Pastor Nathan? So I got a picture for you. And uh, an accordion is this old, old musical instrument, the keyboard. 
and that the expanding side of, of the case moves in and out and it pushes air through the keyboard to make the sound. So I liken that to my physical weight over time. Sometimes I'm skinnier and sometimes I expand. I'm like an accordion. And when it comes to the cookies, like I talked about last week, I've, I've had to know that I, if I'm going to beat that side of expansion, then I need to have a plan that I stick to for that to occur. It's important for me to be on a journey, but I got to do it intentionally. There is a difference between training and trying. Trying is just kind of winging it. Training means I'm going to go through a process to get there. Pursuing life says I'm ready to go through training. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Now, I want to challenge you to really think about your spiritual life and go into training. Don't, don't take it from a lackadaisical, I'll go to church once in a while and I'll listen to pastor go through training. All I am is the instructor at the front of the room. You got to do the workout. You got to go through the process. It's not just going to hit you upside the head. How many know the enemy will work really hard to get you off track? The world will pull you away. But if you're going to make it, baby, you got to go through a process. And this is a good time for you to say, I'm going to go in. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do so. And that might require saying no to some things and yes to others. In the physical world, for me, when I want to find health, I need to stop going through the fast food drive through a little bit. Because not everything in there is good for me. I need to drink a little bit more water. I need to give more attention to my sleep patterns. But in the spiritual world, I might need to pull away from some things too. The buffet of the world, so to speak. And maybe I need to focus on spiritual water. And maybe I need to think about God's kind of rest. And his Sabbath, if I'm going to get the results that I want to have. We can develop spiritual habits that help us thrive in any season. And the way we're going to focus on that today is by looking at the life of Jesus. We can follow Jesus' example into and through and out of the wild. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, we see Jesus who has just been baptized in the River Jordan. And he comes out of it and then the Spirit leads him somewhere. Luke chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And Jesus ate nothing all that time, and guess what? He became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, what did he tell him? No. What does the scripture say? People do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. 
I will give it all to you if you will worship me. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only, only him. And then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands. You won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. And when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. And then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Now, there's some things here that I want you to see wrapped up in Jesus' journey that we can follow into our journey. And the first thing I want you to consider is following Jesus into the wilderness. Everybody said into. You see, Jesus had come out of a place where he had been obedient to what the Father had already told him. He was baptized in the river Jordan. You ask, why would the son of God need to be baptized? Just because he wanted to obey. And when he came out of that obedience step, the father from heaven says, this is my son in whom I am pleased. And out of obedience, the spirit begins to lead him. I want you to catch this. When you choose to walk in a life of obedience, it gives you an opportunity to be led by the spirit. If you're going to go live your own way, do your own thing, consume whatever you want to, sin and do whatever you want, you're not going to be led by the Spirit. So if you want the leadership of the Spirit, you've got to be walking in obedience. It's not just keeping the rules. It's about a heart that's open to receive leadership from the Spirit. So Jesus walks in obedience and immediately the spirit begins to lead him into a very odd place, into the wilderness. The spirit leads him into the wilderness. Think about this. That's not what I would have anticipated. We know later on Jesus is going to go do ministry. He's going to go change the world. He's going to heal the sick, preach the gospel, the good news to the poor, He's going to go everywhere and do those things. But before he goes and does his ministry, he had to obey and the spirit needed to take him through some stuff. So the spirit takes Jesus through the, into the wilderness. And as he goes into the wilderness, Jesus is following him. I want you to know that Jesus is walking in the favor of God and the acceptance of God. And the circumstances he's about to go into might challenge that thought. He's going to be tempted. He's going to be hungry. He's going to be lonely. There's all kinds of things that are going to happen in this wilderness. And yet Jesus goes in with the favor of God and the leadership of the spirit. Sometimes when you land in a place that's very difficult of suffering or worry or pain or craziness, Sometimes we wonder, God, where are you? But if you're following the leadership of the Spirit and he's led you into that, you can be confident, I'm okay, even though the cray craze all around me. Because you're connected.
connected to the purpose of the Father through the leadership of the Spirit of God. And he is led then by the Spirit. This is a powerful thing because I want you to catch when we're talking in the context of what is training look like to, to pursue life? Well, the training that Jesus had had disciplines or practices or habits in his daily life before the moment we see him. You see, he must have been reading the word because he's quoting the word. Before he went into the wilderness, he must be having time with the Father. There's some form of a devotional life to him before he went into the wilderness. And then when he gets into the wilderness, those things carry him through the wilderness. And he's following the Spirit. It's a good thing to begin your Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with, Holy Spirit, I want to follow your lead today. It's a good thing to begin to say, I'm open to the assignments that you have for me. I'm not going to be mad when there's an interruption to my story. Why? Because the Spirit is leading me into every step that I take. So even when there's disappointments, I don't need to be worried because I'm on assignment from the Spirit. Now, Jesus didn't go into the desert to be tempted. He didn't go there to be tempted. No, because God doesn't tempt us. That's what the devil's about to do. The devil's going to try to tempt him. Why did he face those, those challenges? It's because he came to be tested. There's a difference between tempting and testing. To be tempted is to say, I'm going to dangle something in front of you so, so that you can reach out and grab it. But to be tested is to say, I'm going to go through some training. It might mean that I need to run one mile today and then two miles next week and three miles the following week and build up my endurance so that I can eventually run a marathon. That's testing. Testing says, I'm going to go through th things that are difficult, but they're going to produce something different inside of me. Jesus is going through testing. He's going in to go, go through testing because God is going to use wh whatever happens after these 40 days and 40 nights in a big way. And if you turn right in your Bible past Luke chapter four, you're going to see miracle after miracle after miracle. You're going to see Jesus speak to power with authority. You're going to see Jesus speak to his disciples and those that are following him with words of life, all because he had been tested. He could now do his ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So when you go into the wilderness and you're following the spirit, you got to be ready for that. And Jesus is also going into it fasting. You wondered if I was going to touch on that today. <laughs> Jesus goes into the wilderness fasting. That means he didn't eat food. He did drink water. He did have liquids, but he didn't eat food. And he didn't eat food for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, this is an experienced faster. This is somebody that has built it up over time. If you have never fasted, 
Don't start with a 40-day fast. You need to get help and guidance to how to develop the endurance to do that, okay? You don't just go out and run a marathon if you've never even jogged. You have to build it up to get to that point, all right? And Jesus has been building it up. Why do we fast? Biblical fasting is to abstain from food not because it makes you more spiritual or that God hears you better when you fast. It's so that you hear him better. Because the reality is all of the forces of our cravings, our physical nature, all the noise and the busyness of life go up so loud it's hard to hear the whisper of God sometimes. So those who fast go into fasting so that they can listen to the leadership of the Spirit. So they can hear his voice. Jesus goes in to hear his voice. Now, we're going into 21 days of fasting and prayers at church beginning tomorrow. And I'm asking the whole church. Yep, that means you. Turn to the person next to you say he's talking to you. And I'm not asking everybody to not eat for 21 days. That's not what I'm saying. Although some of you that are experienced may be ready to do that. But what I am asking you is to get ready to hear God speak to you and your family. Prepare for God to drop new things in your story, for revelation to be revealed, and allow God to speak. We'll send you texts if you text in that number. You can, we'll, we'll send you texts each day to encourage you in your fasting journey. If you want to jump in with us on that, I encourage you to do it. The whole idea for us is, is we want as a whole church to hear God together. And you know, Jesus, Jesus assumes that we will fast. Now Jesus is our leader. And if we're not doing what he does, we're not following him, right? So otherwise we, we can just believe in him or we could follow him. And Jesus assumes that we're going to follow him. Look at Matthew chapter six. He's talking. He says, and when you fast, he didn't say, and if you fast, he says, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth that 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 is only the, the only reward they will ever get. But when everybody said, when. When you fast, comb your hair, wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Jesus assumes that we're going to do it as a part of following him. So I want even my rookie fasters today. I want you to start with something. Start with something as you follow Jesus. Could it be you're going to give up one meal a day? If that's too much, you give up your favorite thing you like to have, a Starbucks or um, uh, a drive-thru and you go to Taco Bell and you got to get the Baja Blast or whatever it is that you give it up. Turn to the person next to you and say, give it up. <laughs> Just give it up. So on the journey, I want to encourage you that you can do this 
and following Jesus as you go into your wilderness. You're going open, open to the voice and the leadership of the Spirit. Secondly, follow Jesus through the wilderness. Follow Jesus through. Now you're in it. This means outside of Sunday morning. Now that you're in it, allow the, the testing to begin. Be okay with difficult things, challenges and resistance. And recognize that as you follow the Spirit, He's producing something in me. I'm growing. Something's happening as I move through it. That means He's going to deal with the things that are tempting us around us in the world. And it doesn't tempt us unless it's already in us. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. And, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. See, what I think is going on is, is we need to recognize that while we're going through this season, it's not going to feel great, but maybe God needs to deal with our pride, self-reliance. Maybe he is going to deal with our cravings. And our cravings aren't bad unless they take us away from our purpose. If they stop us from producing fruit to the people around us. Those cravings can get in the way. So maybe we need to address and deal with some of those things and unplug from the things that are hurting us. Unplug from the things that actually are not healthy. Perhaps we need to suspend Netflix for a while. Ah, don't touch my... There's a new episode every Tuesday. Don't mess with that. Do you realize how much some of our cravings consume space in our time and our schedule and our thoughts? So much so that we don't have room for the word of God, the whisper of God. There are things that consume us. It could be social media could consume us. Activities that can consume us. I know guys that are my age who are online playing video games with people from around the world, online gaming, and they've got the headset mic out there. And if you were to walk into their house, it's as you think there's like 30 people in the room and it's just them. But they're talking to all these other people. And I've talked to some guys that have said, listen, the language on there is terrible. People are cutting on each other and they're vicious to each other online. And they're hurting each other. And they get off full of anxiety and anger. Now, if you're a husband or a dad, listen to me. You got to turn around and love your wife and love your kids. And you got that pumping into your head. You got a conflict going on. That's what comes out of you if that's what's going in you. 
It's getting just a little bit quieter in church today. So what if we follow Jesus when he faced the temptations, his response was with the word of God. He inserts the word into his struggle. So I don't know what you walk through that really causes you the most resistance, frustration, anger, and is a trigger for you. Oftentimes, it could just be the bills and the stress. How are we going to pay for everything? It could be a family member that's not doing well. It could be the tension of different things that are going on. For Jesus, when he faced a challenge, his response was with the word of God. He inserts the word into his struggle. You gotta read the word to insert the word. So you gotta be reading the word so that you can have it in your moment on Tuesday when you need the word. He didn't even argue with the enemy. All he gave the enemy was the word of God. And the word of God is living and active. Look at Jesus' response. He says, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone. He didn't say, yeah, I'm hungry. He just said, what you're offering me isn't what I'm eating. Ha! Sometimes we just need to recognize where we need to be eating from. And just make a little bit of a shift and lean into the word of God and recognize this word has life in it. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to, to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I'm just going just, to say this. If you haven't begun to read the Word yet, you need to start reading the Word. And I'm not saying you need to read a whole bo- a book of the Bible every day or something like that. But get the Bible in one year app. You can go to the app store right now on your phone and download the Bible in one year. And then you can take a devotional every day and push play and hear the Word of God in your life. And it will make a difference when you're in the wild. Come on, somebody. Unplug from those things that feed your appetites in a wrong way, but get full of the things that feed you in the right way. Jesus was full of the Spirit. There was something in him that was leaning in and listening to the Spirit. And you know what Paul says? Paul says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Ephesians chapter six, verse 17. So if you want the spirit to have a weapon to fight with you, you got to give them the word to work with. Let that be the sword that slices up the battles that you face. And then also consider that worship is in the wilderness too, not just in the sanctuary. Jesus replied to the devil's uh, appeal for him to worship him. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. So in other words, while you're out there, there's other things that tempt you to worship it. Now, worship is an old English word for worth 
Something that is worthy of our attention. Okay? If we're going to go out of the sanctuary, it's one thing when you're in the sanctuary and you got a worship team up there and Pastor John Carlos is like, come on, everybody, let's worship the Lord. And everybody's like, let's go worship the Lord. Yeah, let's do this. That's one thing when you got the leadership and the mood and the rhythm of the whole group. But when you're out in the wilderness, no, band is out in the wilderness with you. Now, you can get Emmanuel live online in Spotify and iTunes and those kind of things if you need to. So I'm not like shutting that out. But what I'm saying is this. When you're out there and you're tempted to get your thoughts on those things that you shouldn't have them on. And that could be worry. Jesus told us not to worry. That can be even with things like injustice. When you feel bothered by injustice, you can get so consumed by the injustice that you stop serving the one who is justice. Are you hearing me? And so we have to learn to let our worship not just be in the sanctuary, but insert our worship into our everyday. Now you can do it through song. And there are times that I'm singing song. I got a song for every circumstance. And I will sing that song, but it's a way to redirect my thoughts to worship. Music is only a vehicle. It takes you somewhere. It can take you up or it can take you down, just like friends. But here's, here's what you consider. What if you considered your work worship? What if you considered your time at home with the, the kids, the little ones, worship? Now when you're in the wilderness, you can say, hey, this isn't easy. I might not like everything about it, but I'm doing this unto you, Lord. I'm not going to let anybody else get the credit for what I'm doing. Nobody up is going to take up all my bandwidth today with negativity or criticism. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to think about the, those things that are above, the true, worthy, holy. Those things are the things that I'm going to think on. I'm going to worship. Jesus worshiped in the wilderness, and so can you. But he worshiped the Lord, his God, and him only. So choose and consider choosing anything that will engage you in the kingdom of God when you're in the wilderness. Just real quickly, we're going to talk about this in the groups and in the video discussion times. But consider regular attendance to church actually to be a thing that helps you. It's become optional in modern days, occasional. But what if it was just good for you? It was good for you to show up in church today. It was good for you to join online today. It was good for you. Why was it good for you? Because you are putting yourself in a place of following Jesus with your sisters and brothers. And you're giving yourself a chance to move towards life. And all those things support you. Well, what about volunteering? And I'm not just talking about in church. You can join Team Emmanuel, go through Girl Track. We'd love you to jump in. But why not serve? Service takes pride out of your heart. What about jumping into a group this week or starting a group? Why not do it? Why not 
begin to practice generosity and say, you know what? I'm, I spent all my money on myself and I'm dealing with pride. Hmm. What if you just decided, I'm going to start following Jesus' way and tithe 10% to keep my heart in alignment with him so that I worship him only. This is what will happen next. It's what happened to Jesus. And number three, you follow Jesus out of the wilderness in power. See, the other side of this, this extended journey, there is power on the other side. It says in verse 14, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. There is more power for you after the testing. You need to have vision for the other side of your battle. It will mean more because of the struggle when you get there. And following Jesus, look what Hebrews says. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know how Jesus made it through his 33 years of struggle? He had a vision on the other side of the cross. His vision was of a world reconciled with God and with each other. Jesus had a clear vision for the other side of the struggle. As a believer, if you lean in and listen to Jesus, he will drop vision, revelation in your heart for the other side of your struggle. There is a better day ahead of you as long as you follow his direction, his leadership, and you're obedient to it. You follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Listen, on the other side, you aren't going to be the same person you were before you went into the wilderness. There's another day coming, baby. God has great things for you on the other side. To do that, we need to view our struggles as temporary, not permanent. We need to recognize that there is a devil in the battle and we need to resist the devil, but we need to follow the spirit and be ready when he calls us out for there is purpose on the other side of your pain. You don't have to take the bait of temporary pleasure. You don't have to give in to the enemy's temptation. You can take Jesus exit strategy by leaning into the spirit and pursuing life. Friends, following Jesus daily into the wilderness, practically reading the word, engaging in spiritual disciplines, asking the spirit to literally lead you, then following him through your wilderness, the acknowledgement and the repentance of sin as a part of that. But listen, so is speaking the word of God in the moment of your struggle and expecting to win. And finally, you will leave the wilderness in power. And as a church on the other side of our 21 days, I'm believing for God to drop revelation. I'm believing for God to help you with your marriage, your worries, your concerns, your questions about what's next. I just believe that as we work together, I'm believing for God to speak to us. And the overflow on the other side is a powerful church. A church filled with the spirit of Jesus. And listen, his knees aren't shaking and he's not biting his, his nails right now. 
worried about what's going on in the world. Jesus is laughing at the, the, the nations as they conspire against him, Psalm says. No, Jesus is full of confidence and he's waiting for a church that looks his way, listens his way, follow him into the wilderness and come out in power. Can I get an amen to that? Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. 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 We're going to worship in a moment. There's going to be a moment. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, I double dog dare you to do it today. Why put it off till tomorrow? You can do it today. And our pastors will come up after worship and give you an opportunity to do that. But I'm believing for us to be people that are training, not just trying. We're leaning in for the leadership of the spirit. We're following Jesus into our wildernesses. And I just want to pray over you. I want to pray that God would enlighten us and help us and speak to us over the next 21 days, that God would do something new that is bigger and beyond anything we think, ask, or imagine. Would you just throw your hands up to heaven right now? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are speaking in 2022, that you're not done. You're not done with individuals, and you're not done with families, and you're not done with cities. You're not done with our church. There still is a purpose to be performed through our lives. There are songs to be written during this time by our worship team. There are new things to be, Lord, revealed to marriages and hearts and lives. Lord, to businesses and into our communities, oh God. Lord, we ask, oh God, as we lean into you, Lord, that our hope would not be in our physical activities, not even in the physical aspect of the fast. Our hope is in, Lord, shutting out our, our leaning on our own understanding and, Lord, opening up our ears Lord, to hear what you have to say to us. We look to you. We're hungry for you to speak. We want you to move in our stories. Lord, I pray, God, that you would put life ahead of us, that you drop vision in our hearts. Lord, that we could be like Jesus, where we would endure the cross or the struggle for the joy set before us. Lord, I pray, God, increase the vision of the future in our hearts. Increase the passion in our souls for your word. Lord, as we read, as we sing, let, let there be a new day, a new awakening in our story because we cannot do it without you. It's not just us. We have a part, but you have a part. And as we do our part, Lord, we pray, God, that you would come and that you would meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can't go back to the beginning. Come on, would you sing this out? Can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Is the place Is the place where you promised to be Come on, let's sing this out today I'm not enough unless you come I'm not enough Unless you come, will you meet me here again? Cause all I want, cause all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Let's sing that again. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Unless you come. 
us today. If you're looking to take the next step in your faith journey, visit us at emmanuelcc.org. We're excited to continue on this journey of faith with you. We pray that you are encouraged today by Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us.